0: Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome guys to the September podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in and I hope that you're checking us out on iTunes, YouTube, Uh, DeanHawk.com. There are multiple ways that you can hear, watch, or see. It's in audio and video version if you prefer to see and versus only hear as well. And for those of you that are listening in your uh, iTunes at one and a half speed, I'm going to talk fast. So uh, it's going to sound really fast for those of you that do that as I do as well. Hey, I want to remind you before we dive into today's topic, to check out DeanHawk.com and all of the details are are there that you can download all of my sermon series for free. We just finished the series on Rooted in Faith called Colossians. You can get that whole as we walk through that book verse by verse and chapter by chapter. And I hope that you'll check that out and and we'll be adding some new resources to the website as well. All right, let's dive into this month's topic. And uh, we are talking about leadership capacity. And the word capacity, uh, just let me give you some definitions. It's, It's the maximum amount or number that can be contained or accommodated. What is our leadership capacity? What can we hold? It's an individual's mental or physical ability. It's the the facility or power to produce, to perform, or to deploy. It's the ability to do or to produce. It's, it's, It's what is our output level. And so sometimes we can get tired And run down and our capacity decreases. And so as we look at our leadership capacity, I want to give you some things that will help you have the stamina, have the endurance, help you recover if you've been run down and uh, expand your pain threshold my pastor pastor gerald brooks says your ministry will never grow beyond your pain threshold so the more pain we can the the capacity of our pain as a as our ministry gets larger there's going to be more pain and so we have to increase our pain capacity and and the problems and the issues and the challenges that we are facing as leaders and and then there's this it's capacity is our is our level of excellence and our level of discontent and to me it's the difference of a a butter knife versus a surgeon's scalpel and to improve it's it's an action it's it's not a destination and and so we want to be meticulous and 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 we're we're Functioning at the highest level of capacity. Because, as so goes us as the leader, so goes our team. I have found that when I read books, when I am uh, expanding my capacity, that many times it impacts my team. When I'm sharing what I've learned and, and, and how I'm growing and developing as a leader, it causes them to grow. It causes my whole team's capacity to expand. And so I wanna share with you, I think I've got about 13, 14 big ideas and I'm gonna just blast at you and uh, how to expand your leadership capacity. Number one, our personal daily walk with God is the fuel to our life our ministry and our capacity. And so often uh, that is one of our most challenged areas in our life is, is having that personal devotional time. that we're reading the Bible for ourselves and not to get to get a sermon or to develop a sermon series. But here's the reality. when I keep my eyes focused on Christ and not my situation, I don't get as easily overwhelmed. Jesus is my rock. He's what I build my life and my ministry upon. And when my relationship with Christ is thriving, I have found that I can take on so much more than with his strength than I can in my own strength. so if you're feeling overwhelmed it could be that you're you're uh, uh, trying to handle some things that he should be carrying and and that his holy Spirit should be working within you and assisting you to do and so I just challenge you to find that routine find that find that time in your day that works for you. That you're having those few minutes whether it's a half hour hour 10 minutes that you're saying i am connecting with god in this moment secondly be intentional about working out and staying in shape keeping yourself healthy not just spiritually as we're just talking about but keeping your soul and body recharged the the science is off the charts of what physical exercise will do for you. That increases your productivity. It increases your energy levels. It works better than many antidepressants antidepressants or anxiety medicine. That it's a stress reliever. It keeps you fit and in shape. It increases your brain health and memory. It helps you sleep better so you're rested and you can function at a higher capacity. Um, we believe this so much here at our church that this past summer we we went to a local gym, negotiated a corporate rate, and we're offering it to our employees because we see the benefit of them working out, exercising, and 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 keeping themselves charged and refreshed. And so our goal is is that we want to. Keep ourselves physically fit because there is a a drain on doing ministry. There is a drain that impacts our our body and our soul. And so if we're keeping those things charged and refreshed, it's going to keep our capacity uh, at full velocity. Number three, grow your gift and sharpen your skills. The the sharper you become, the better you become at, at growing yourself and, and keeping yourself sharp, the, the greater capacity, the more you can accomplish. One of my uh, weekend warrior hobbies is uh, here in Colorado, my in-laws have 160 acres and and, and part of that acreage, it's nas- it backs up to national forest, but it's huge ponderosa pines and it's a thick forest and wildlife. But one of the things that we've been working on and, and we have a 10 year plan that we're working on is forest management for fires and making sure trees are, are far apart and limbing them up. Call me crazy, but I'll give me a chainsaw, give me five hours out there dropping 60 and 80 foot trees and I'm having a blast. But here's what I've learned. After, if I can avoid the dirt and the rocks, after an hour or two, my chainsaw blade starts to get dull. I'm doing the same motion. I'm putting the same work into it. But because my blade is dull, I'm not seeing the same results as I was before. So I have to take time to sharpen my blade. I have to take the time to sharpen myself to improve my skills. For some of you, it might be worth taking a keyboarding class at your local community college that you learn to type better, so that when you're writing emails and 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 sermons, that you're more effective and in your typing to redeem the time. It might be that you. Uh, 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 watch or listen to more communicators, to improve yourself as a communicator, to have more confidence, to make yourself more precise. And so I have learned that the better communicator I have become, the more material I can deliver in a short amount of time. In other words, some of you might teach 45 minutes to an hour. Give me your notes. I can get it into a 30-minute sermon because I've learned the communication skills to make every word count and to alleviate the fluff to deliver a, a a solid message in a in a time frame that that works for us and our services. Number four, be committed to daily learn and grow both personally and professionally. Now this is a casual podcast. So Preston, would you hand me that black bag there? I wanna I wanna show you guys just something here. Thank you. Um, I meant to pull this out, but uh, you've all heard this. Leaders, leaders are readers. And, and we need to be teachable and always learning. And so I'm always reading books and, and I frustrate my wife because in our sitting area in our bedroom, which is kind of my at home office, there's books that are just stacked. And she's like, what do you want me to do with I'm like, don't touch them. I'm reading that stack. I've read that stack, but I need to reread that stack. Hey, a great book that I just want to throw out to you is called thanks for the feedback. This is a book. This is a game changer book. Um, this is about how we are inter-office, our team building skills. And uh, uh, thanks for the feedback. It is a phenomenal marriage book. Um, we love this book so much that the past few weeks we've been going through it as our lead team. Because it's just, it's creating healthy team environments, culture, improving our communication. And so I encourage you to check that out. It's by Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen. Thanks for the feedback. And so we know this, capacity is knowledge. The more you know, the greater your capacity, The, the easier the task is. And so the things that absolutely drain me are typically the things I'm attempting to do that I have no knowledge of. And so it's draining my capacity. Number five, recalibrate your electronic screen time. We are all challenged and guilty. I don't want to put everybody in there, but a lot of us are challenged and guilty in this area. And one of our greatest capacity busters in today's culture is our screen time. Just Google average screen time in America and the numbers are startling number two to increase our leadership capacity we need to hang out with high capacity leaders this is one of my favorite things and here's something I want to stress high capacity leader yes I am challenged and strengthened when I hang out with other lead pastors but when I hang out with entrepreneurs and business owners and great thinkers it also sharpens me. As Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. And so I have a pastor friend here locally that we get together at least on a monthly basis. And and there is a sharpening. He makes me better. He helps me think and process. Kim and I have uh, uh, several couple friends that, that we are intentional about spending time with them because when we spend time with them, we come away with, We can improve in this area. Ah, there's an answer to that situation that we've been struggling with. We come home with new ideas. Now, we might not do it the same way, but it it sharpens us and, and increases our capacity. And here's the challenge. Too many leaders are insecure, and they want to be the big dog in the room. Here's my heart. I prefer to be the little dog in the big room. I want to be the little guy in the corner and I want to watch and observe, put some big dogs in there in a big room and I just want to be there and take notes and add them to my phone. Number seven, we need to get organized and improve our time management. The amount of time that we waste in a day is is scary. And so here's the challenge I want you want to put on you. If every minute in your day represented a $1 bill where are you spending the most amount of your money? Is it on Facebook? Is it in prayer? When we get to the end of the day, which account has the greatest volume in it? And it's kind of a, a simple method to help us begin to budget our time. So just as we would budget our money, if you're going to budget your money, they say take 30 days and track where every dollar goes for the coffee, for the candy, for the gas, for your electric bill, for your your mortgage or your rent, track every expenditure, then you know where your money is going, then you can set parameters and say, hey, I'm overspending in this area, or I want to, to... uh, readjust the money that I'm spending here and put more money towards paying off debt. Well, the same is true with time. One of the things that we occasionally do here with our staff, I even do it myself, is I create a, a daily timesheet and we track literally, it's in five minute increments and we literally track, is it a pain? Absolutely it is. Is it helpful? Definitely. We track every meeting, every moment. We track how much time we're on the internet, how much time we're on the phone, how much time we're spending with emails, and, and it helps us find out what we're doing so that we can re-budget it. Number eight, stay in your lane. We're the most effective when operating in our gifting or our area of strength. When I do things outside of my sweet spot, my area of expertise it drains me twice as fast. And so we've all learned this, delegate our weaknesses. Stick to your lane, stick to your strengths. Number nine, utilize systems, processes, and routines. It will increase your capacity. It'll increase your effectiveness and reduce your stress. And so high capacity leaders are constantly looking for ways to make things run smoother, easier, And simpler. And so our team has developed multiple ways that we function. That a lot of you, uh, uh, what is the, uh, uh, well, we've got all our payroll. Um, We use Expensify. That's what I was looking for, for all of our receipts, a little app on all of our phones that tracks all of our receipts. There are lots of things that we can automate that will save people time. I'm going to guess in the last two to three years, we have. By, by automation, we have reduced two to three office employees by going automated. Yes, there's a fee for the services and, and the apps and those different things. But by automation, we've expanded our capacity and we've reduced our overhead. And then routines are important. I know it. My staff knows it. Members know it. Tuesday is Dean's writing day for his sermon. I stay at home. I write in the quietness of home so I don't get captured in the thrust of the the context of the office. And so the primary time that I'm going to write is all day Tuesday, Tuesday night, and into Wednesday morning and finishing Wednesday afternoon. And so when I know that's coming, my brain already starts to think there. I'm already processing on on Sunday night, Monday. I'm jotting things down to help build that next sermon because the routine has been established there in my life. Number 10, uh, empower those around you. To increase your capacity is to empower those around you. Don't get caught up in making decisions that you don't need to make. I have a sign that I'll, sometimes when I'm busy or I'm in the middle of a task and I don't want to be interrupted, I'll put it on my door. It says, I'm busy right now. You decide. You know what? They can make a decision. They don't need my affirmation and approval on everything because too many times, as Jethro said to Moses back in the day, why does everyone need to come to you? Why do you need to solve everyone's case, everyone's disagreement? He says, well, they're coming to me. And Jethro said, hey, get men uh, that that have integrity and, and, and get men that can lead tens and fifties and hundreds and thousands and put them, delegate the task over them. Uh, number 11 is carry what is only yours to carry. I alluded to this in the beginning, but often we reach the end or the bottom of our capacity because we're carrying other people's problems. We're carrying their burdens that are not ours to carry. Don't pick up things that don't belong to you. And there are some things that you're carrying that we need to cast our care upon the Lord because he cares for us. And so we've got to learn to disengage. We've got to learn to let go. And then number 12, build a team of high capacity leaders around you. And here's the challenge. You're only going to attract a high-capacity leader when you become a high-capacity leader. If a high-capacity leader comes around you, is interested in joining your team, and they see you functioning at a low capacity, they're going to say, I'm not going to sign up for that. That leader would frustrate me. So we must, we must increase and improve ourselves and not be intimidated By high-capacity leaders that work for us, that serve us, that that I rejoice with the all-stars who were on my team and serving me. And then number 13, be intentional about rest. Then we've got to honor that Sabbath day, whatever day you choose. Find that day that you lay it all down, you rest and recharge, you're reconnected with your family, and you're reconnecting with the Lord. And so the key is, is to recharge before you need to do a full restart. You know what you're talking about on your phone, your iPad, or, or your computer that it runs out. Now you've got to get the power. You've got to wait for it to process. You've got to wait for it to come back up. Well, Here's what I've learned. I recharge when I get to about 25% personally. So I've learned, and Kim and I this past summer, we take about three to four weeks off in the summer. We'll take off a week to 10 days in the fall and a week to 10 days in the spring. We know that that's a rhythm that keeps us charged and our capacity full before we run out of strength and run out of juice. And then the last one is this, as we wrap it up, always make time to have some fun. We've got to enjoy life. Make sure you've got a hobby, you've got an outlet, you're doing something fun because that will recharge you and that will expand your capacity. And many times we look and we say, ah, I don't have time to go play golf today. But sometimes when we lay it down, we clear our head, we find the answer, we find the solution, that we've been drilling too long on the same thing. When we let our brain have a break and have some fun, we find that experience capacity returns and we get that idea we get the wisdom that we need for that moment hey check out our resources at deanhawk.com if you're enjoying this podcast pass it on to a ministry friend or a leader that you know of share this online share it on facebook and twitter thanks so much for joining us we will see you next month thank you for joining us today For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at DeanHawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.